Good to be in the house of the Lord. Open your Bibles to Luke 42. Luke 22, 42. Sorry, my bad. Luke 22, 42. Before I get started tonight, I just want to tell you guys that tonight we're going to uh, have a meeting after church about our Easter day and our weekend planned. And if you're planning on helping that weekend... If you'll hang out for a few minutes, we're going to have a meeting. But if you can't and you have other stuff you need to do, let me just generally fill you in. There will be a car show and an Easter egg hunt at 10 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, registration is from 8 to 10. If you're planning on helping Saturday, you need to be here at 7.30 in the morning so that we can start getting our guests set up, get everything set up for our big Easter day. We're going to be hiding eggs. Right now, I think we're pushing over 20,000 eggs. Somebody give God a praise. What a community outreach, man. Y'all don't understand how these women have been taking and stopping and bringing. And uh, one, one uh, uh, housing authority did a little Easter egg hunt last week and didn't have nobody showed up. They brought eggs. So God knows that we're going to have an abundance of people come this week, we pray. Every year, it's a great big turnout. We give away puppies and chickens and ducks and all kinds of things so i'm really excited about that uh angela don't shake your head no you'd be the first one to get a puppy or a chicken it's coming to your house y'all make sure y'all get ray and angela one of those things also guys sunday morning our sunrise service is at 6 30 say that with me 6 30 sunrise pancake breakfast is at 6 a.m we'll start serving breakfast at 6 and if you're here, you get pancakes and sausage. And then we have church outside. It's the most beautiful service that we have. And uh, Todd will have his system up there. We're going to sing. We're going to praise God. And then we're going to have a sunrise service. And right after that, we do our reenactment if we have enough people to help. So we really need people to help this year. We really need people to get involved. Don't sit back and say, well, I did it the year before and I don't want to do it this year. We need people to come and cook. We need people to really help this year. Right now, the only person I know that's going to get up at 4.30 and come cook is Brother Benny. We really need some women and some men to get up and come and be a part of that. Last year, wound up like 20 people cooking. So we need help, guys, and we need you up here and, and uh, uh, getting ready. It's, hey, it's a great reward. It's not about our rest. It's about our resting in that security that we're bringing people to church. It's on our website. We go on the radio all day tomorrow. We go on the radio all day Friday, Saturday. So I'm excited about the turnout that we can get from this weekend's event. So again, after church, we're going to talk a little bit about those things. Friday, I know that they're going to stuff the Easter eggs here, finish trying to stuff them. We'll be working, getting ready on the car show and things, putting the tomb up here. So if you can help out Friday, it would be greatly appreciated. Amen? Luke chapter 22. Got my Bible? Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will, not mine. Somebody hear that tonight. Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours. Easter service around the country will be packed with people, getting their duty done. How many people know that Easter service is probably one of the biggest services for all churches every year? Say duty done. 
People want to get their duty done. They want to get their once-a-year church service out of the way. Now, some really good people out there, they go twice a year, Christmas and Easter. But Easter is pretty much the big, big celebration because whether you believe this or not, a lot of people believe that Christ is risen. I pray tonight that you believe that he is a risen and alive Savior, still in the miracle business, raising people from the dead, and we're claiming those miracles over our brothers and sisters in this house tonight. Come on, somebody. We believe that God helps people, saves people, delivers people, redeems people, forgives people. It is one Sunday a year that people feel compelled to fulfill their spiritual responsibility. What a beautiful opportunity this leads for the believers in this church. Not the believers motorcycle ministry, but the believers in this church. Not just a few on the arena ministry or a few that get here early and set up and stay late and count. It's for all of us believers what an opportunity we have this weekend to welcome those people into God's presence, into his house, into his place. What a great weekend for you and I to get here, get all dolled up. I'm going to tell you this year I'm getting dolled up. Look for me to look good. But wear your best. Come as you are. Do your best. But at least come and let the will of God be done through you in this place. You know, everybody but Tommy and Glenda is going to be here, and everybody can laugh and poke fun at them because they're not, and I'm ashamed on them already. I'm just saying that. I'm just kidding. They're going to another church, and I don't know why. Something's wrong with them. And uh, if you don't make it back, we understand. And... Uh, I told him you're not allowed to leave on Easter. What kind of person does that? But, you know, if we're here and we're in our spot, if you're there where you're going in your spot, we can allow God to use us, let his will be done through us. You see, Easter is all about the will being done. You see right here where Jesus is read in my Bible. You see right here in your Bible. Is it read in your Bible? Say amen. Who said it if it's in red? Jesus said if it's in red, I love that, huh? Because that means it's, 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 it's bigger than the black. It's, it, it's more important. It's the blood. Jesus said with his blood, not my will, but your will. Jesus said the red means blood. The blood was spilled for my sins and your sins. Why do you think it was in red? I understand what the Lord is telling me tonight. Not my will, but your will. It's written in red. It means what he says, and he says what he means. If there's any way that this suffering can be taken away from me, let that happen, Father. But not my will, but your will. We're in a unique opportunity, Victor, that, that this weekend that we get to stand here in the will of God and be able to minister to those, listen, watch, that only come to church out of spiritual responsibility. That that's all they need and that's okay with whatever they think. But if they come, we should love them. If they come, we should wrap our arms around them. As long as they're here, we should celebrate them. I don't care what they look like, the any way they're dressed, what they smell like, what kind of car they drive, what side of the track they live on. You and I, it's our will, it's our duty to love those people right where they are. Why, Brother Mark? Why? Why? Why don't we ask them where they work? Why don't we ask them where they live? Why don't we look at what car they drive? Why don't we get a certain type of people in this church? No, because we accepted you, we're going to accept everybody else. Aren't you so glad that this church accepted you? Aren't you tonight that we're so glad because if I dialed up your past, it wouldn't be pretty. If I asked God to show me some things about you, Joseph, it wouldn't be so pretty. 
You know, so we don't need to set up on judgment seat. We need to wrap our arms around our visitors. Love the people where they are. Do our will for this church, for our Lord. Embrace what God has for us. What a beautiful opportunity this leads for us as believers. These people carry with them baggages, their past, their struggles, discouragement from defeat. They, they don't realize that it's a very purposeful service. It's a very purposeful place. But Easter is just that. It's full of purpose. Understand that tonight. For all of you that are already making excuses why you can't, it's a very pur purposeful weekend. It's when the Lord Jesus Christ fulfilled his purpose. Because if he didn't, you and I wouldn't have a way. You and I would be separated from eternity. You and I would be damned to hell for the rest of our life. If it wasn't for Easter, if it wasn't for the cross, if it wasn't for the tomb, if it wasn't for when he rolled it back, he wasn't there. The purpose was in the passion that he had when he said, not my will, but your will. You see, I know that I got to get up early. I know that I got to run around here and shake hands. I know that I got to explain to parents why I give away puppies. I know, I know that some people's going to be mad about this. I know that I'm not going to make everybody happy over here. I know that people's going to pull me in different directions, and, and whatever I say or whatever I do is never going to be right. But I know i got to get in this wheel. Even though I say, Lord, can't we just do this just Easter Sunday? Can't we just come to church at 10 o'clock like every other normal church? Lord, can't we just... You know, sleep in and get some rest. We know we're tired, Lord. Can't we just get some rest? Nobody really likes those old rubbery pancakes anyway. <laughs> the sausage is a little cold when I get here at 6, Lord. Can't we just skip it this year? A lot of times I say, can't we skip the Christmas play? Can't we skip this? Can and sometimes I'm led to believe that sometimes the Lord may want us to go in a different direction. But every year his purpose is fulfilled through this ministry. And you know who does it? You. You do it. You do it. I do it. We're doing it. We're doing it as Caney Creek Cowboy Church. An amazing place. A place where it's a privilege to go to. A place where it's anointed. Where it's, where, where it's a place where, when I say privileged, I'm going to say this, every church is a privilege to go to. Because right now, there's countries where there's not going to be no Easter service. Come on, somebody. There's not going to be no reenactment. If you did a reenactment in a faraway country right now, then somebody's coming along and putting a bullet in your head. But right now, we get to do it, and it's a what a responsibility. I love it every year. Me and Mary used to have a Suburban, and I would take that Suburban like I was the FBI, and I'd watch the play coming down the road. I, I had such a wonderful time seeing all my brothers and sisters. We've done it for years now. We've done the Easter thing for years. It just keeps getting growing and bigger and pulling and stretching. And If there's any way, God, do we got to do it? I want to do it. Hear me tonight. I want to do it. I don't want somebody else to take my place. I want to do it. I want to do it. As long as I'm alive, I want to do it. As long as I can breathe, I want to do it. As long as I can speak it, I want to say it. And that ought to be you too tonight. There ought to be a hunger in your heart to want to stand up and do something for God every day of your life. Because he done so much in one day. 
Come on, somebody hear me tonight. I'm preaching better than you letting on. He did something in one day that no others could do. What is that, Pastor Mark? He fulfilled the will of his Father by dying on that cross for my sins and your sins. As painful as it was getting there, when he said it was finished and he hung his head, he didn't say he was finished. Three days later, they rolled back that tomb. An angel appeared to the ladies that were coming up to, to anoint the body. They were scared. They were frightened. He said, do not be afraid. See, a lot of people right now are afraid because they're not in his will. They're afraid because they're living one way and saying another thing. There needs to be a healthy fear of the presence of God. Someone told me today, he said, when was it that pastors and people of Christ supposed to cower down? Where does that say that in the Bible? We're not. We're not supposed to fear anybody but doing what we're supposed to do for God and fearing God. You know, the enemy, he roars and he barks and he huffs and he puffs. But if you've built your house in the right spot, you don't have to fear nothing, my brothers and sisters. I was thinking about this today as I began to study and began to write. Discouraged people will come here, defeated people here. But what a great purpose for us this Easter. God come to this earth to complete and restore that which man could never accomplish. It is through our weaknesses that he is made strong, through his power and grace that we are to change and we're made whole. God is coming back soon. To fulfill that promise too. I pray it's this Easter. Huh? Stay ready to keep him getting ready. He did it once. He'll do it again. <laughs> he did it once on Easter. He might do it again. Bible says nobody knows the day. Nobody knows the hour. Nobody knows the time. But it could be this Easter. You get that for free. I didn't write that. I just felt that. <laughs> yeah. He might come back. Hallelujah. You might be putting the bonnets on your head and grabbing the baskets and holding the kids' hands and all of a sudden you're raptured out of here. Oh, what a glorious day that will be. This is another season. This is the right time. Not my will, but your will. I found another scripture. It's, it's in Psalms 40. I want to share it with you. And Come on, Bible. It's a psalm of David. And I'm going to read through 8, 1 through 8. But before I read, I want you to think about yourself tonight. Before I read, I, I, I hope we're getting this on CD. I hope we're getting this where we can put this out there. Because I want you to think about yourself tonight. I want you to think about anybody else right now. For just a minute, just breathe in one time and out. Breathe in and let it go. Breathe in and let it go. Breathe in one time. Let it go. Now I want you to think about yourself. If I was a therapist, I might do that sometimes. Sit on the couch, breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. Think about yourself. See, sometimes you've got to get the distractions of things out of your head so you can concentrate on what God wants for you. I found this right here, and I think he wants this for you tonight. I know that he wants this for you, or he wouldn't give it to me to give to you. Psalms 40, verse 1. Got my Bible? Breathe in, breathe out, take this in. Say, take this in. Touch somebody and say, take this in. Touch somebody, take this in. Touch somebody else and say, take this in. 
It's for you. Touch somebody and say it's for you. I'm going to look out there in a minute and see who's not touching. Here we go. Listen. This is for you. Breathe in, breathe out. Take this in. I wait patiently for the Lord to help me. How many hear me tonight? Is that for you tonight? I wait patiently for the Lord to help me. And he turned to me and heard my cry. That's for you tonight. A lot of us have been crying from tears. I did in the hospital yesterday. Had to step away from the family. Get so mad at myself when I do that. Like I'm supposed to be something that I'm not. I get in there. I'm supposed to be this pastor who's got it all together and break down like a crybaby. Lord heard my tears, though. I believe with all my heart, God hears your tears. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pits of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. How many feel like they've been in the ditch for a while? Anybody here tonight, this is for you. Anybody feel like you've been stuck in the mud, stuck in the ditch? Spiritually speaking, you're like stuck. You're frozen in time, really, honestly, because people that get what I'm saying tonight, you know, sometimes you're just going through so much you can't even move. You try to move, but you're stuck. God frees us from the mud and the mirror and the, and the, the, the ditches of this world. Somebody, this is for you tonight. I found this, and this is for you. He lifted me out of the pits of despair, out of the mud and out of the mirror. He set my feet on solid ground, and he steadied me as I walked along. He gave me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. That same song Mary Mary sang tonight, she sang last year, but it was a new song to her today. It might be the same old thing she sung a bunch of times, but it was a new song to her tonight. Todd came into my office. I'm not much on hummers. You all know what I'm talking about. Y'all ever meet them people that, "Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't keep the beat, fool. What are you trying to say? If you're going to sing, just sing it. I can't stand people that hum. And Todd is a humming song of God. I love Todd, though. He walked in my office. I'm trying to figure out, what's he singing, Amazing Grace or, or Vanilla Ice? I don't know what the heck he's trying to the same. I was like, stop singing, man. Stop humming. Stop humming. You're killing me. Anybody get around somebody that hum and they just wear them out? Vic's <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Granny, you don't do that, do you? <laughs> you don't wear a prank out with a humming. <laughs> I think there's only one thing worse than a hummer is a whistler. After Todd was humming for a while, he started whistling. I'm like, Lord, we got to do what we got to do because I got to get him out of my office. He's about to wear me out. Now, he's not here, and I'm talking about him. Don't tell him what I said. But sometimes we need to hum that song. Sometimes we need to find that song that's down in our spirit, down in our soul. 
What I learned today through my brother Todd is no matter what's coming through him, he's going to find a song. He's going to hum it. He's going to whistle it. He's going to sing it. I love my brother Todd because he has that much peace about himself and his security in Christ Jesus Christ. Where a lot of us are falling apart, he's singing a song. The Lord put a song in all of us tonight. Whether you keep a tune or you can't so much keep a tune, but you can hum. I was just kidding about the humming and whistling unless it just keeps going. And I, But the great thing is the smile on Todd's face. The joy in his heart. Did you know that Todd lost his job last week? Did you know that Rachel lost her job last week? Did you know that both of them lost their job? And that their security is in Christ Jesus. Did you know that two people who love God, that tithe, that share their blessings with everyone, who love God, tithe, share their blessings, both in one week lost their job. Did you know this about them, that both of them made really good money? But there's got a song to sing. They got joy in their heart. They got the Christ on the job that hadn't forgot about them. And he hadn't forgot about you tonight. And that's enough to sing a song and praise him for tonight. You see, what you don't know is a lot of us are going through stuff. But we know that God has picked us up out of the mud. We know that God has put a song in our heart. That God has put joy in our heart. Let me keep going because I don't want to miss this for you tonight. And I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me, and he heard my cry. He lifted me up out of despair, out of mud, out of mare. He set my feet on solid ground. He steadied me as I walked along. He gave me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. See, I wasn't finished writing my sermon today. But boy, I was amazed at what all Todd is going through. He still has a song in his heart. Still got joy, no matter what's coming against him. Verse 4 says, Oh, the joys of those who trust in the Lord, who have no confidence in the proud, or in those who worship idols. Oh, my God, you have performed many wonders for us. You plans for us are too numerous to list. You have no equals. How many can hear me tonight? The Lord don't even have an equal. Had a guy tell me today that I wasn't such a good pastor. Had a guy today tell me I wasn't such a good guy. Had a guy tell me today, said, I'll be praying for you, Mark Grimes. I appreciate that, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I have those comments come and go, but I know I'm not God. I'm just a man. But God has no equal. Though I'm trying to do my best, and people may not see that, I'm okay. I do my very best. But I know that I fall short. I know that I'm not perfect. See, when you can come to understand that you're not perfect, and that others ain't perfect, then you can really have peace about yourself. When you decide that you can look to that cross knowing you need a Savior that is perfect, knowing that that Savior that was the precious Lamb of God died on that cross. He was perfect. He was blameless. There was no fault in him. Even though they accused him, even though they said all kinds of things about him, it was untruth. It was lies. He was perfect. See, I'm the one that knows that I need God. You need to know tonight that you need God. 
that you neither have a relationship with his son, Jesus Christ, that you should put no other idols before him. There is only one perfect one, and he is Jesus Christ. He is blameless. He is perfect. He is the worthy, he is the worthy lamb tonight. I love that part right there. I got, I got all good on the inside uh, when it said that there is no equal. There's no equal. There's no equal. I'm not God's equal. You are not God's equal. Quit trying to play God. You are not God. Do the best you can. Do the best you can. Be the best husband you can be. Be the best wife you can be. Be the best servant you can be. Be the best pastor you can be. Be the best youth leader you can be. Be the best singer you can be. Be the best keyboard player, the best drummer, the best coffee maker, the best counter, the best person passing out the eggs on Saturday. Be the best that you can be, and that will honor God. No matter what they say about you. You say, why did they say that about you? Well, apparently somebody wanted to get baptized. And I was going on a ski trip with some amazing teenagers. And I seen 40-something teenagers come to know Christ. I seen teenagers that had stumbled away from Christ get closer to God. I wasn't going to be here. Danny was preaching. Others were gone for spring break. There were some that wanted to get baptized. I said, if you'll wait till Easter Sunday, I'll be honored to baptize you. But this week I don't have time because I'm going up here. I'll be coming back late. I'll be up at Houston Rodeo this week. I'll be at the Houston Rodeo. What an awesome opportunity that was for this church and this pastor and this ministry. Man, we're getting emails saying what a wonderful, wonderful kids that we have in this church who serve their butts off at Houston. So why did I get the email? Because I, I said I can't do it this week. I don't really have the time. But if you'll wait, I'll be glad to do it. The people that said that they would wait were like, cool. They were just like, yeah, I'm ready. I'll wait. That sounds like a great. I can't wait for Easter. That sounds awesome. Well, apparently they told someone. And that someone says, because I made them wait, that I'm putting others before my Lord. But that's not true. I'm busy. Busy under the Lord's control listening to him, following him, doing what he tells me to do. And I'm getting really good at saying I can't sometimes. Because sometimes, and I wrote this back to this man and said, man, thank you for your prayers. But what you don't understand, I'm losing a brother in the hospital. I'm there for his family. I have responsibility to teenagers. Yes, we do rodeo. Yes, but in that rodeo last night, we've seen seven boys come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and say, See, what I have learned is even though Jesus performed all of his miracles, people spoke out about him. Even though Jesus was perfect, people spoke out about him. See, you've got to not listen to those who speak out against others. See, by the time I responded to him, Michelle, at the end of the conversation, I found out what was really wrong. He went to another church. Some people did him sorry. He went over here. Some people happened this and that. By the end of the conversation, I had made him my friend. It was a lot of texting back and forth, but I had told him, you know what? I'm only a man, but there is one who can do it all. So don't focus on man. Focus on him. Don't come to this church for man. Come for him. Don't come because you feel obligated to do your part. Come because of him who loved us so much 
that he was willing, say willing. I, I'm, I'm going somewhere tonight. I got some time. Listen to me. That he was willing to take the cup. That so many want to pass on to somebody else when it's hard. That when that cup comes to you, Chris, because you signed up to help with this car show, tax are coming. You want to pass the cup on or are you going to take it? A lot of people, when the tax come, when the hurt comes, they want to pass the cup on. Mm, don't give me that cup. Mm, man, don't give me that cup. Don't give me that. When the cup comes, it's like the hot potato cup. Pass it back. Pass it back. Pass it back. I want the cup. No, I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. The cup comes to those who are faithful. The cup comes to those who are faithful. You need to get that tonight. Brother Don used to sing this song called My Cup Overfloweth. You see, when the cup comes, the pain comes with it. But the blessings and the reward also comes with the cup. Somebody get that tonight. The cup overflows with God's blessing. I love that. The cup comes my way and I drink of it. Me and Granny's going to sing a song one day about a cup. I, I, I want to do that with you. I, I pray we get that done soon. But the cup comes to Tony and it's a cup of disappointment, trial, error. You still got to take that cup. We hold on to that cup. Because with that cup, there's a great reward. He said, if there's any way you can take this cup from me, but not my will, but your will. See, he was holding the cup. Jesus Christ was holding the cup. And he knew that in the cup was the cross. He knew that he was fixing to have to drink of the cross, of the crown of thorns, of the cat of nine tails. He was fixing to have to drink of that cup. He knew he could see. Well, sometimes we get in some stuff, we can't see it coming. Because if we could see it coming, we probably wouldn't go through it. We would pass the cup along. Sometimes we see it coming and we don't want the cup. So we quit. We don't want the cup, so we get away from it. We don't want the cup. But you can't have the reward until you take the cup. You can't drink of God's goodness until you've known him in the suffering. You can't know how good God he is until you face the trial. You can't know what kind of father he is until he's the only father that you can have. I remember in my Bible, and I bring it up Sundays, uh, how when the Lord was taking his cup, his cup of suffering, when he's taking his cup of suffering and he hung on that cross, that the Lord turned his, that God, his Father, turned his back on. Can you imagine being up on that cross and the only thing you got is God? Sometimes we go through things right now and the only thing we got is God. But God didn't turn his back on his lonely son. He turned his back on sin. He didn't turn his back to say, I'm disappointed in you, son. He turned his back because he didn't want to see you. He turned his back, I believe, to turn around and tell the angels in heaven that this ain't over. In just a minute, I'll rise him up again. See, when he had the cup, he knew 
that the world was in trouble. You and I know the world's in trouble today. You and I got to believe today that the only thing that's going to save us from this world is Jesus. It ain't going to be the next president because it don't look like there's much hope in any candidate. That's the truth. It ain't going to be the governor that we have in Texas because he, since he got elected, he sure is quiet. That's the truth. It's not going to be in our armed forces because our armed forces are getting stripped away from what they could do. It's not the same military we had 50 years ago. It's a different regime. The only security that we have is in the one who died on the cross for us. Who took the cup. But you got to take what comes your way too. You do. You can't pass it. But the law says if God gives you a test and you fail the test and you get it again. You get the cup and it comes your way, you take it. You take it. Not my will, but your will. Who is comfortable tonight, really? Listen, who is comfortable tonight that would really suffer for Christ? Don't raise your hand because he knows in your heart if you would or if you're not. Because I serve with some people who suffer. I serve with some people who shed tears. I serve with some people who have sleepless nights. I serve with some people who don't know if they're coming forward or going backwards. But they got the cup. They're holding on to the cup. They're not letting the cup down. They're not setting the cup down. They're holding on to the cup. They hadn't walked away from the cup. They've taken the cup. Why have they taken the cup, Carl? Why are they still holding the cup? Because the same Lord who brought them through is the same one who pours his blessings in the cup. In the cup. Oh, the joys of those who trust the Lord, who have no confidence in the proud, or those who worship idols. Oh, my Lord God, verse 5 says, Oh, Lord my God, you have performed many wonders for us. How many have seen the cup be blessed? Many wonders for us. How many by truth now would say, You know what, I wouldn't be around if it wasn't for him. I wouldn't be alive today if it wasn't for him. Oh, my Lord God, you have performed many wonders for us. Your plans for us are too numerous to list. You have no equals. If I tried to recreate all the wonderful deeds, I would never come to the end of them. Woo! Glory to God. Verse 6, you take no delight in sacrifices or offerings. Now that you have made me listen, I finally understand. You don't require burnt offerings or sin offerings. Then I said, look, I have come as it's written about me in the scripture. And verse 8 is where we are tonight. And I'm almost done, but I got eight more things to talk about. Verse 8 is where we are tonight. I desire to do your will, O oh my God, for your instructions are written on my heart. Look at that in your Bible. Look at that in your Bible tonight. Everybody's got their Bible open. Psalms 40, verse 8. Psalms 40, verse 8. That's what God wants you to have tonight. I want you to read it to me. When you find it, read it to me. And read it where I can hear you.
If you ain't found it, find it, find it, and read it. Let me hear you read it again. I wonder how many translations we got up in here. But in all reality, they all say the same thing, don't they, Connie? Don't they? I desire to do your will, oh my God. Your instructions are written on my heart. I'm instructed to carry on with this car show. I'm instructed to carry on with this band. I'm instructed to carry on winning souls for Christ. You're instructed to do what God has called you to do. And where God has called you to do it at. How do I know the will for my life? Walk with God, you'll find it. Stop walking with God, you won't. Simple as that. Walk with God and you'll find it. Get out of church and you won't. Walk with God and you'll find it. Break fellowship with him and his people, you won't. Simple as that. English, easy preaching, easy to understand. How will I find the will of God? Surrender my life to him. I mean all of my life. All of my heart to him. Not half. Not what I want. Not what he wants. But all of it. Let me just keep this piece. Nope. 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 If you keep a little bit, you might as well keep it all. Because he's a jealous God. If you want it your way and not his, you might as well keep it your way. Because he don't want you then. Because he says to me at his word, come hot or cold or I'll spit you out of my mouth. So how do I know, how do I know, how do I know to be in the will of God? You surrender everything. He needs to be Lord of all, not Lord of some. He needs to be Lord of your life, Lord of your home, Lord of your children, Lord of your life, not Lord of some. How do I know? God's put something on you that you can only do and I can't. That's how you know. That's how you know. Some of you are called to be plumbers. Others be called electricians, IT people, preachers, teachers. Helpers. God calls all of us for different things. Are you in the will of God tonight? If not, listen to his spirit. I want you there tonight. Let's pray. Listen to a spirit tonight. What's the next step for my family? What's the next step for my marriage? What's the next step for my education? What's the next step for my finances? Start praying and asking God where to put you. What you're supposed to be doing. God will start flooding your heart with ideas, information. God will answer the questions that you ask him. How do I know that? Because it says in John 10, 27, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they'll follow me. Father, we thank you for this night. Thank you for these cups. Thank you for the hard times, Lord. Thank you for every trial that we go through. Father, thank you for every blessing that we receive, Father. Not because we go through the trials that we are blessed, but you bless your children because you want to and because you love them the Lord blessed me with a great wife when I wasn't living right the Lord blessed me with some great kids when I wasn't living right the Lord blessed me because he wants to God wants to bless you 
it's just so much better for us to be in his will and be a blessing back for, to him. All that he's done for me on the cross, I could never repay him. All that he's done for my loved ones who's gone on to heaven, my family who's gone on to heaven, I could never repay him. So if I get up at 4.30, I get up at 4.30. If I stay late and get pulled in a million different directions or if I suffer for the ministry, all that he's done, I could never repay him. How many feel like that tonight? And he didn't even ask us to pay back. He just said, I want you as mine. Do you know him tonight as your personal Lord and Savior? Have you forgot what a good God he is and that he is alive today? Come back home tonight. Get right with God tonight. Love him like you used to tonight. Do what you do and do it well for him tonight. That's my prayer for this church. Father, have your way with us. You're here tonight. You need to pray. You need to say, God, I'll take the will of yours and not mine from this day forward. I'll follow your plan and not mine. I love you, Jesus. You say that with me. I love you, Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen. <laughs>